Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's good to have you. So, uh, well, how did how did your football game go? Um, so I didn't actually play in the football. It was just I'm in JLCT. Yeah, and we we present the flags, and we present the flags as a national anthem. Yep. But uh, I'm one of the rifle. I like I hold the rifle, and I'm next yeah. to the people with the flags. And yeah, we just do that for the for the beginning of the game, and then we're done. Yeah, yeah. I uh I was in yeah, that's the color guard. Yeah, I um Yeah. Yeah. When I was in the mm-hmm. military. I was uh one of my stations I was at, I I was uh part of the color guard as well for a couple different like ceremonies or whatever. I was a rifleman. Yep. Yeah. I, I like that use? a lot more than like uh the, the kind of rifle. Do you carry? I forgot the name of it. I, it's it's a single bolt action. It's like the uh, ones they used in World War Two. Oh, the older ones. Okay. Yeah, is it, yeah. It's not the M14. Mm, no? Maybe. Okay. Maybe I, I forgot the name of it. I had it in my mind, but I forgot. But yeah. What's cool about them is they used to be like like real guns, but then they they like switched some parts out, so the trigger is fixed, like it doesn't go back or anything, but it still has a working bolt and everything, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we had as well. They, um, I think they filled the barrel with something, like they, you know, blocked the barrel because these were, you know, just for ceremony type of rifles. Yeah. They weren't, you know, operational, so they, uh, they were the same kind. And we had, yeah, I think we had two different kinds. We had the ones with the, they were M14s that we used, and they were, um, they had the white ones for like mm-hmm. special ceremonies. And then they had the regular Brown, you know, wood yeah. stock ones or whatever. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Ours is, it's completely black with a uh, white tape on it. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Now, how did you get into uh, the color guard thing? Um, so our school, they have different classes for like, like for people, you know, there's construction, JLCT, different type of classes. And I've always wanted to do JLCT ever since I heard of it in middle school. Yeah. It's just like, I've always wanted to be in the military. Like that's my plan after high school. It's running gotcha. either the army or Marines. Okay. But I was like, you know, what? I'm going to just do it. And yeah, I just been doing JLCT and then they, they needed people for color guard. I was like, I mean, that sounds fun. I'll give it a try. Man. I'm here just doing it. So. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's cool. Hell yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I never went into the um, the ROTC. I actually, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I had time. I I joined a delayed entry program for the military, like early, like young, you know, yeah. seventeen or whatever. And I, uh, I was hanging out in the recruiter's office at like fifteen. So I wanted to get out of my house. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you have uh, family members that are prior military or anyone you know that's uh, military? Is that why you wanted to go in? Yes. Uh, one of my cousins, he's in the Army. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the first one to be in the Army, but I do know some other family member that is in the military, but it's not he's like in the he's in the military in Mexico. He's not in the US. Yeah. He he's like he's like a pilot. So, oh yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. But I'm I'm trying to be the first one in the Marines in Marines. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was. That's what I was. I was uh my dad's my dad's dad was in the army. Um yeah. I'm not sure about anyone else my mom's dad wasn't in the military because he came over from uh, italy and uh yeah. he was a boxer in uh in italy and then uh, uh yeah he, he actually kind of you know a lot of the fights back then were fixed by the mob yeah by the mafia so he uh he had to kind of escape the the mafia because uh Mm-hmm. at least that's what my mom says it was you know like he wouldn't throw fights or he wouldn't do what they wanted or something you know for a bo- in the boxing ring so uh yeah. he uh f- fled Italy and came here uh yeah mm. so <laughs> we always <laughs> joked with uh we yeah. always joked in the family you know like I think there's some some of our family members that are you know part of the mafia or something I don't know <laughs> but yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, none of my my dad was in the navy, and then his dad was in the army, mm-hmm. and then I went in the marines. So that's awesome. Hell yeah, yeah. They my parents always ask me, he's like, "So what do you want to do in there?" I'm just like, "I'm just trying to be up in the front line." Like, it's really, it's really all all I want to do. Well, like, ever since I was little, I've always. Like, you know, just watching the movies and everything, like, just people going on missions and all that. I, like, I always find it so fascinating. I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Do you have, uh, so what kind of war movies do you like? Which ones? Or which um, are your favorites? There was this one, I watched it, like, a week ago. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's, it's, I think it was called 13 Hours. Yeah. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that one. That, that's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I think I watched Black Hawk before. I don't, I don't remember if I did. Okay. Sounds familiar. But I, I watched a couple. I just don't remember the names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of popular ones that were really good. We actually have a, a channel in our server, in the Discord server, called uh, yeah. Best Fucking Movies Ever. And, you know, yeah. we're all putting, all the guys, you know, we're putting, like, all these war movies and shit, you know, <laughs> Fury and yeah. Full Metal Jacket and Platoon and, uh, and all these, yeah. you know, Black Hawk Down and shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I grew up watching, you know, that was, uh, I remember when, let's see, Full Metal Jacket came out in uh, 86, 1986, mm-hmm. I think. Or 87, one of those, like right like a year or two before I went to boot camp. And uh, I remember yeah. watching that, like, man, I was I was excited. I was like, hell yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm all in for that shit. And then I got <laughs> to boot camp and I was like, hell no. <laughs> like, this shit's hard yeah. as hell. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I had yeah. a good time, though, actually. And boot camp, when I got done, uh, my sister was like, 
so you know would you do it again i'm like hell yes uh i mean it's hard as fuck but it was uh you know when you when you accomplish that in the end and there's no best there's no better feeling bro when you graduate no better feeling yeah it's awesome well dude i've heard your name come up so many times in the last like a couple (laughs) months i'm not kidding uh the number one thing i hear is um oh cujo this guy one-on-one you you better watch out you ain't winning against (laughs) cujo uh so for you wanting to go i could see you know you wanting to go in the military and be in the front and all that kind of like you know just gung-ho whatever because uh everyone i've heard uh, say, you know, talk about you. It's, it's all the, always the same. Like, yeah, we don't want to go up against Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. yeah, man, man, that's cool. So what, uh, so I, I honestly just recently, like in the last couple of days saw that you started the slaughter gang team. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm one of the founders Okay. Um, you want me to go over how it happened? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm curious so, because I've heard that name a, a lot, and then I, you know, of course, Slaughter Project, and uh, you know, with the patches and stuff, and yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, how how did you guys start that team? So before I created this team, I was on a team called Midnight Rebels. Um, there were a speakeasy team. At first, they were just like a normal Milson team, just doing outdoor games, shit like that. Um, and then they started getting into speakeasy. And I was at that time, I was I was like 14, 13, and I was just I was on a come up, you know. I was barely getting into speakeasy, and they were willing to pick me up. And I was one of their youngest speakeasy players. And at that point, I was already like getting noticed, I was already, like, making moves and people were noticing me. Um, and everything was going fine, but then there was a point where that team just fell off. And I was like, uh, I want to make my own team. So I thought about it. Once I left MNR, I joined um, this other team called R2K. They were also pretty involved in Speaking V at that time. But they also fell off. And then after that second team, I was like, I'm going to just make my own team. Hmm. And that's that's what I ended up doing with the other couple friends. You know, we just we were like, so we're gonna get these people and we're gonna make a team, and yeah. that's what we did. Uh, fun fact: I came up with the team name too because I, I saw Slaughter Project. I'm like, that would be a dope ass team name. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, Slaughter Game, like fuck it. That's awesome. And yeah, and then I I was the first one to. Um, I was the first one on the team to buy a Slaughter Project patch. And every time I would post, I would tag him because I was like, I want to be sponsored by him. Gotcha. Like, it, it has to happen. You know, the names, <laughs> it, it has to happen. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just kept tagging him every time. And then he started noticing us. I'm like, yes. And yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. A okay. bunch of homies came together and made a team. Yeah. Now, when you guys first started, uh, so when you said, okay, I'm going to start a team. Uh, how many, uh, how many people were, it was just you and what, one or two other people? Uh, like five or six. Oh, okay. It, it was less than 10. Yeah. But our, our numbers grew big. 
in a short yeah, when time. When you first started, mm-hmm. like what? Uh, so these these were guys you were already playing with, like uh, regularly yeah. at the mm-hmm. field. Okay. Yeah, um, two of them were on the same team I was. Gotcha. Yeah, from before. Uh, yeah, so I think I've heard mm-hmm. of R two K. Somebody mentioned R two K not long ago, and I can't remember who it was, but yeah, we were talking about like older teams and stuff. Yeah, they're 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 a cool group of guys. They they taught me a lot of stuff when I was coming up with Speaker B. They definitely, I, I I will say that they're part of the reason why I play how I play now. Because mm. they were such an aggressive team, like they they didn't like give a fuck. They they were like literally pop you from like two feet away in the head, and that's where <laughs> I got it from. I mean, like I adapted into that. I'm just like you know what? I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, w- look, I played paintball. Uh, so, you know, years ago and most of the times we played, it was, uh, it was a you know, it grew over time, a group of guys that we, uh, we all worked together and a lot of us were veteran, you know, military veterans. And we worked in a factory, we worked in a factory up in Cleveland, Ohio, and we worked tons of overtime, bro. So, and some of us were starting to have kids, you know, we had little kids at home and when we got out to players, you know, or to play uh, paintball, that's our getaway, man. And we're blowing off steam. Yeah. So, and we're all like gung ho as fuck. Like we don't, and we just make our own rules. Like we're just playing, yeah. you know, we're not playing at a, an actual field. We're playing on my buddy's property. So, um, and there was like 15 of us, you know, at one, you know, 15, 20 of us at one point. And, uh, yeah. we're just making our own rules. Like we don't, there's no, in paintball, there's really no like MED, you know, like it, yeah. you can be, point blank you come up behind somebody or you know if you sneak up or this guy shot me uh you know i don't know 15 12 15 feet away uh he was yeah. sniping he was kind of like laying he had a bunch of leaves on him whatever shot me right in the neck <laughs> and right under my oh, mask man. and uh bro it took me in my knees it it hurt like fucking hell yeah. uh that was probably <laughs> the worst worst one i got shot with but uh yeah. we didn't have rules man there was no Oh, you shot me too close or whatever, you know. So, uh, but we all, like I said, we all knew each other. We all knew the, how it was. And that's just, there's no bitching and moaning. Uh, it's it's the way we play, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I played paintball, um, one time before. Yeah. It it was fun, but fuck, it hurts like a bitch. It does, bro. Holy fuck, bro. It's, it's so painful. (laughs) <laughs> Especially the rib shots, bro. Oh my god. Uh huh. It, it made me tear up. I was about to cry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. I I yeah. had you know my eyes were watering so bad when I got hit in the neck. Um, and I'm sitting here trying to be tough, you know, because we're all like, yeah, you know, fucking around. <laughs> we're we're tough guys, you know, and veterans, and like, and I'm like, oh, I I mean, I couldn't <laughs> even breathe, man. So. Yeah. But uh, I was asking somebody a while ago on here uh which one hurts worse you know paintball or airsoft and he was like you know i think it's it's just a different kind of hurt you know it's hard to say Mm -hmm. which one hurts worse because when you get shot like when we would get shot in the hands as well you know with paintball uh Mm -hmm. and if you're not wearing gloves you know it hurts but i've been shot in the hand with with airsoft at fairly close when you know out in the i just had my my one of my sons shoot me uh yeah. full auto my hand um so all my just wrecked top of my hand you know but um i those finger shots you know 
with the airsoft BB hurt like hell. Yeah, when you don't have gloves on. Even with gloves, bro. Yeah, it's it's still painful. <laughs> <laughs> I I fucking hate finger shots, especially knuckles. I hate knuckle yeah. shots. Well, that's what's sticking out. Like when you're, you know, yeah. like that's what's showing. So it's like, uh, I saw a post, this girl I follow, uh, one of the airsofters, I think I've done a podcast with her. Uh, she posted, uh, she just got shot in the tip of the pinky. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, I, uh, speak my, be, go ahead. Uh, I'd say my worst, like, BB hit would be this was like when I started first playing. I still remember this clearly. I was in a building, somebody threw a grenade, it went right underneath me, and that grenade blew up right under my dick. Oh shit. It was painful. Oh I'm sure. <laughs> oh like, I'm traumatized with grenades. It's just like <laughs> I don't want to be near them. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, right? Oh yeah. yeah. That's funny. Have you seen that video uh, on YouTube? Like, it's been out for a while. There was yeah. a, a one of the, it was like a milsim. They were out in the woods, you know, all geared up and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody shot a tag in round. You know the Have you seen those tag ins, the grenades? Yeah. So somebody mm-hmm. shot a tag in and it stuck right in between his helmet, like his face gear and his uh, chest mm-hmm. ring thing. And he tried to turn away from it. And it blew up right on his face. Damn. Dude, it was uh, it was the craziest video that I've seen. Oh. I remember, yeah, a couple years ago, one of my sons found it and you know heard about it, whatever, and showed it. And uh, it is, and it shows who you know the, one of his buddies or his teammates, whatever, had his GoPro on, and that's how you see it. Yeah, and it's clear as day, like it's right in the camera view, and uh, he slows it down, you know, slow mo, and you could see it. I think it bounces off of something and then it hits him, and he yeah. tries to turn like this just a minute, like to turn away from it. And it doesn't fall out. Like it stays there and blows up. And, uh, and he just Damn. goes down like a fucking brick. Well, the, the guy that posted the video that, that had the camera, he says, uh, mm-hmm. Hey, I just want to let everybody know this guy was fine. He was just, you know, rattled or whatever, but it didn't knock him out. It didn't, you know, he wasn't like a mm. uh, concussion or nothing like that, but, yeah. um, he was, fucking he was kind of fucked up for a minute you know like disoriented it was like yeah. a flashbang going off in your face so uh yeah, it's pretty if crazy. it's at a milsim event those bitches are loud and fucking bright yeah so. <laughs> hell yeah man <laughs> now you guys uh so with speed qb um some of the events you guys do do you guys uh, yeah. uh you're allowed to use uh grenades We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net and check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. 
Um, as far as I know, like indoor wise, no. Uh, the one time we were allowed to use grenades and like smoke grenades was uh, was this one? Um, I forgot what weekend it was, but it was at HCK. Um, Saturday was a speaking tournament, and then Sunday was an outdoor game. It was like red versus blue, okay. and it was like it was like outdoor. Red team was at top, and blue team was in bottom. And then there was like objectives you had to go. And I mean, that's like the only time I knew. I know that SPKB has like grenades be allowed and small right. grenades. Gotcha. Yeah, I've heard of a couple yeah. events uh, or a couple of places that that allow um, certain grenades, like indoor. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the field you play is is Nashville Airsoft your uh, home field? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They they allow grenades in there. Do they? As long as as long as everybody's fine with it, they always ask everyone if they're okay with loud noises. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh one of the guys um that goes to the mill sims with my sons. He, yeah. uh, he's a combat vet. Uh, he was in the army in Afghanistan and uh, a couple mm-hmm. tours in Af- Afghanistan. And he's a combat vet. And he, uh, so when they're, you know, most of the AO that, or most of the area they go to, uh, at GTI in South Carolina is, uh, is, is outside. There's, uh, yeah. one big building in the middle that they, you know, a lot of them go through whatever, you know, they fight in. And there was a couple times where a couple events where, you know, once you get inside, man, these guys start chucking grenades everywhere. And, yeah. um, and they're so loud inside, you know, cause it's, it's just, you know, bouncing off the walls. Well, uh, he gets a little freaked out. Uh, he, yeah. they start throwing grenades and they're inside. He, he kind of, he's like, man, I get get the fuck out of here. <laughs> cause it, yeah, yeah. you know, it just shakes him up a little. Yeah. I've, I've seen that happen before. Um, at my home field, there's a dude that plays, he used to be in the Marines. Um, he has to wear ear protection because mm. he has PTSD from that. And right. there was this one time that a grenade like went off right next to him. He, he, he lost his shit. He just started going crazy. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, yeah, those things are loud as fuck, man. I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so I haven't been, you know, on the field with these guys with grenades. Uh, and, I hear them on the, on the videos. I edited all this stuff, whatever, and they'd bring it back. But, uh, yeah. just my experience in the military with the flashbangs and the, you know, the, the those kind of pyro just for training, like indoor stuff. It's so fucking loud, man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what really surprised me in the military. Um, were the grenade, the, the live grenade, the actual real grenades, the M67s. Mm-hmm. These things were about the size of a tennis ball. They were a lot smaller than I thought. I guess uh, because of the old school like war movies, they had yeah. the pineapple grenades. You know, the bigger ones with the mm. checkers on them. Yeah. And uh, so when we uh, the first time, you know, we put our hands on one was in boot camp at Paris Island, and uh, this thing's like tiny. But this thing is yeah. so fucking heavy, right? Because the the shell <laughs> is so you know it's lead, and um, yeah. or steel or whatever, and it was just it was so tiny. Well, you throw this thing pretty damn far when you uh, you know when you test it, 
And uh, the shockwave and concussion was way more than they can depict in a movie. It, it's yeah. just, uh, it was so fucking loud and you could just feel the shockwave. Um, it was, yeah, it was pretty intense. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. And you hear all these stories, you know, before we went in, you're watching these uh, war movies and stuff of heroic, uh, you know, feats of these guys where they would just jump on a grenade that was thrown in, yeah. you know, in their pit or whatever uh, to save their, their buddies. And I'm like, when I felt this thing go off, I'm like, whole like it really brings this like reality check, you know, like, holy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, these things are powerful as hell. Yeah. So what, uh, when you guys first started playing, when you first started Slaughter, uh, mm -hmm. how long were you playing and tagging uh, Slaughter Project before you guys were sponsored? Um, I'd say like, I don't know. I really don't keep up with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess like, honestly, it hasn't been that long. Okay. Because we've been par partnered up. Yeah. And like, I'd say it was like close to like eight months ago. Okay. Because, um, with our last jerseys, our first ones, we never had like water on them. And I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but we, we have our new ones. And on the back, we have our, um, we have our sponsors. We have Slaughter, Blowback Masters. Um, and we, we were texting him, like, uh, can we, like, can we put your name on there? And it was like, yeah, like, go ahead. And when we, like, knew that we were, we were good. So it wasn't too long ago. But, okay. yeah, like, literally every post, I tagged him. And say, <laughs> I'm making sure he knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially when he dropped his, his, um, like the hoodies, like the one I'm literally wearing right now. Uh -huh. um, the patches, I, I bought like, I bought the bundle. He did like a bundle where it comes with like a shirt, a hoodie, stickers, and a patch. Um, and then I told him, my whole team was like, you guys got to buy this. Like, I, I don't care what you say. Y'all got to buy it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw, uh, yeah, on your Instagram, I was scrolling through, I saw your um, your team has like the jerseys and stuff and you have numbers uh, and then like you guys, I mean, it looks good. Like you all dress the yeah. same. You have your, you know, it looks, it looks cool as hell. Yeah. Did you get to pick your own uh, numbers to everybody or how yeah. did you guys come up with those? Okay. Yeah. Everybody just wanted, everybody just said what numbers they wanted and everybody got it. So nobody wanted the same number. There was this one time somebody did want the same number and and I just ended up fighting over it, and I just kind of excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's how it should be. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like, I mean, the person who asked first gets it. Uh, like that. <laughs> Do a 1v1 for the number. <laughs> yeah, that's literally, like, I, I'd, I'd be telling you, I was like, if you guys, like, want a position on, like, one of the, like, the main team or the second team, like, I want you to like do a one v one for it. It's like yeah. more interesting that way. For real. <laughs> yeah. Now, when uh, when so you have you done a lot of one v ones? Yeah, yeah, I have. Okay. A 
bunch of experience with 1v1s. Especially since um, back then, I used to be a, a back player. I actually wasn't a snake player. Well, when I first started getting into Speaky B, I was a player. But once I started getting a little bit more into it down down the road, I, I went to a, to an anchor. So I was playing in the back, um, and and I was pretty good. Like I would win most of my one v threes, one v fours, even one v fives. I would win them, and I was just literally like I was just so good with them that it was just crazy. Like it would even I would amaze myself because it's just like after those rounds, I would just be like, how the fuck did I just do that? I was like, what the so fuck you're just talking happened? about? What you're talking about, 1v4, is like, so all your teams yeah. go on except you, and there's yep. four other people on the other team left? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I would pull that type of shit off. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and and it, it was even with the pistol, bro. Like, I would have, like, my nice little rifle, and literally I'd be pretty swapping. Yeah. Like, I was just so aware of my surroundings that they literally, like, literally four people could not keep up with me. Oh, my God. Now what? Yeah. Uh, what gun were you using? What kind of rifle? Um, it was the Polar Star Jack and in an M4 combat machine body. Oh, and nice. I had the I had like the Air P9 stock on it. Yep. I had like a you know, like this length of a barrel. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was a nice gun. It was my first gun. It was it was pretty fun. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, and then um, getting once like SYG started like. You know, like um, noticing, like speaking me in the West, uh, not West Coast, East Coast, yeah. and they came down for one of the tournaments in NA. Um, that's where I started getting more into playing in Snake, and once I started playing more in Snake, I was just like, "Oh, like why? Why have I not been playing here?" You know, it's just like, like I just started getting so much better with the pistol. And then I was just like, I'm, I'm never going back to rifle. I was just like for tournaments, I'm, I'm sticking to my pistol Yeah. and just being upfront, especially like being upfront, you get to do, you get to do more of the action, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you get to pull like crazy shit off. But yeah. what I have learned is you can't do, you can't pull all those crazy plays without your back play, players. Right. You need you need your teammates for that. Yeah, some cover fire. Yeah, but yeah, like literally, like just back then, I would, I would be pulling crazy shit like that, and I, I still do. Like recently, um, that re- that one of my recent posts, I I did a one before. Literally, Holy shit! I just did. It just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how how was it with uh? With SYG coming out, was that um, is that a team you'd like to play against? Funny enough, I've I've talked to them and seen seen them so many times in different places. I still haven't gone against them, yeah. and that is like my number one match I want to happen. I want to go against them so bad. It's like I know I'm gonna get shit on, but I do not care because it's all about the experience. Right, and it'll be amazing. So is there uh so doing the one v ones and you and you like doing that and you have a lot of experience with it? Do you uh do you have anyone in mind if you could pick somebody in mind right now to play one v one? Anyone in the country or I guess anyone in the world? Yeah. What player would it be? Uh, damn, that's hard because I have multiple people in my mind. <laughs> All right, top five. Top five. Yeah. 
It'll be SYG Rusta, LTD uh, Soto, and LTD Figgy. Um, Sapo and Young. Them two are from SYG as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I just heard about uh, LTD from Lobo. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think he's in your area. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Oh, okay. Lobo? Um, Lobo. King Lobo, really uh, King Lobo is uh, his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's some, it I can't believe I can't remember what team he's on. Jesus. I just talked to him <laughs> a couple of days ago. But uh, anyway, he was – I asked him what team he'd like to play against. He said uh, – he goes, I know everyone says SYG. He goes, but I like LTD. I want to play against LTD. Yeah. So – you're the second one yeah. I've heard say somebody from LTD. Mm. LTD are some cold killers, bro. They they would fuck you up. <laughs> They're fucking cold. Hell yeah. So are they yeah, on the West Coast as well? Yeah, LTD. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of but good teams dude, out in the West Coast, I guess, right? Yeah. There's a lot of good competition out there. I, I really want to go out there just for the experience, like, um, a lot of people tell me like when they go there, like, literally they get shit on. And I'm just like, I mean that, bro. They play like every day. Like, yeah. I don't know what else you expect? Like they're they're fucking crazy like that. Yeah. And have it's you just, heard of it's the a uh, whole? Have you heard of the? What, is it NSL? I think. Yeah. The, um, yeah. They're I guess uh, European or something mm-hmm. league. Yeah, I've I've heard of that. They're, I guess they're com- somebody was just telling me they're coming over here, but they just announced yeah. they're, uh, they're bringing their league over here to America. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Right? Yeah. I, I I just love anything that has to do with competition. So that's going to be fun. That's cool. Yeah. Did you have uh, brothers or sisters growing up? Yeah, yeah, I have, I only have two siblings here in America. Um, I have a younger sister and an older sister. And then I have three other siblings in Guatemala, but they're not like full on siblings. There's like, they're, they're like half siblings. Gotcha. So you're the middle, middle child and you're the the only boy. Uh, I had the same thing. I grew up the same way. Older sister, younger mm-hmm. sister. I was the only boy. And uh, and I love competition as well. So yeah. um, I don't know what it is about the middle uh, the middle <laughs> child thing, but it's a real yeah. common thing I've seen and heard. And, and, you know, obviously it's not always just middle child that, you know, likes competition. I've, I've met a lot of people that, you know, with the baby of the family, whatever, that, uh, that do as well. But um, – yeah. It is uh it is really common for uh you know guys like you and me to to really like this competition thing. So Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I, I you know, testing yourself, like, hey, I want to see if I could do this. And um kind of yeah. like not being afraid of just putting yourself out there to do something like, yeah, I, I bet I could do that, you know? Yeah. Especially with like going through so much in life at a young age, it's just like airsoft has like the reason why I love it so much is just because it's something that I know I'm good at. And 
it's just like yeah like it's just something i know i'm good at like growing up was was difficult for me and like when i heard about airsoft and i started playing it i'm just like like i'm i'm fucking good at this shit like this is something i'm actually good at yeah i was like yeah, i want to fucking keep doing this and it would distract me and it would get me out of the house i, I wouldn't just be home just sitting doing nothing you know yeah and luckily i had parents that even though they had like their whole situation you know divorce and everything they still supported me with that sport you know they would uh they would come support me watch me in tournaments and yeah that was that was really cool and they they've always supported me in that yeah that is good yeah when you growing up did uh did you guys did your parents have to come over from guatemala my mom did and my dad was from mexico okay yeah. Yeah, sometimes and that can I, be a, a tough uh move, you know. Yeah. And I lived in Mexico for a while. I was born here, but I, I lived in Mexico for like a good year. Okay. I, till this day I still don't know the reason why, but I mean I, I just lived there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to uh we you know, my last duty station in the military was uh Camp Pendleton, California. So it's not too far from uh, Tijuana, you know, and Mexico. Yeah. So we'd go to Tijuana all the time, all the time. I've probably been to Tijuana mm-hmm. 25, 30 times and um, <laughs> don't remember most of the time that I was there because we were so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we went to uh, – one time we went to Rosarita, this place called Rosarita. And it was like yeah. a six-hour drive into Mexico. And um, mm-hmm. so – we got in there, man. It was uh, it was really cool. We went to this place called um, they called it uh, the La Bufadora, uh, I guess yeah. the blowhole or something like that. So there's this one area. I can't remember how my buddy found this. I mean, this is back in '91, so there's no internet, right? You just have to hear things yeah. from friends. And um, one of my buddies heard about this thing, and we just looked it up on the map, like an actual paper map, and just went down there. And uh, yeah. so. It was like this kind of, the ocean comes in, there was like a, uh, on the beach there, it was like a cove cut out um, in the rocks. And when the waves come in, it just funnels the wave in. And this rock, uh, it was kind of like a cliff, it was, I want to say about 20 feet, maybe 30 feet, um, yeah. that the cave went in and it went up, you know, and, and you could stand pretty much right over the blowhole area. It was like this giant hole that the water had, you know, busted through, I guess, or worn through uh, this cliff, you know? And so the water would come in and funnel in. You could hear it. It would start kind of like whistling through this hole. And the wave would just push in and just shoot out the top. And uh, it was really cool. So, and it would, you know, it wasn't every wave. It was when they were sets, you know? So the larger waves... But anyway, uh, so we went down there and stayed there and, uh, man, we were the only like white Americans in that area. I'm telling you. And, uh, you know, there's like four of us, uh, we didn't give a fuck. We were drunk the whole time, had a great time, uh, you know, slept in the dirt and, um, and then drove back, you know, but yeah, it was cool to see, you know, I wish we had like good cameras and shit back then. None of us had, my buddies weren't into taking pictures and, the big thing was uh, disposable cameras back then. So yeah. um, little cheap plastic things. You you don't even know if you get the picture. You just, you know, it has film in it. 
actual film mm. and uh you take the picture and then kind of wind it or whatever but um but yeah we we don't have any pictures from that shit but it was really cool that was the only mm. time we really went to mexico because tijuana is kind of like you know it's right on that border um yeah it is mexico technically but you're not really into mexico you know what i mean mm. so that was the only time we went uh like that far into mexico it was really cool yeah fucking dope yeah, I love Mexico, especially the beaches. It's nice. Uh, I will say though, their their waves like they get to you, it's gonna pull you in. They they have strong ice currents. Oh, what was it? Um, oh, the waves? I said that. Yeah, oh, the waves okay. are really strong. They they will pull you in. Like I I had this experience when I was little. Um, I wasn't even that deep in the water. Um. But I wasn't paying attention, and this wave just hits me from behind. It smacks the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. It just starts dragging me in the water. I started freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that uh, that undertow, when it when it starts going, and when it starts pulling out, uh, mm-hmm. it is, uh, it's strong as hell. Like, I remember yeah. um, the first time I went, like, to the ocean was uh, after I was in the military. Because growing up, my parents were kind of poor. Uh, mm. like I never had, you know, whatever, but it was, uh, we didn't really go on vacation too much. We, when we did, it was like camping and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, there was a couple years we went to Lake Erie cause we were up by, you know, by Cleveland mm. and, uh, just from, I guess, uh, somebody from our church, my parents' church had uh, a place out there or whatever that they would rent out. So, um, I'd never been really to the ocean that I could remember. And, you know, growing up, but I remember, uh, the first time going to the ocean, like it was, I couldn't believe how strong the waves were like, even just yeah. short, short waves, they would just hit you, bro. Like <laughs> a thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, uh, when you guys came back to America, did you go, um, you stayed in the area you're at now in Tennessee? Uh, so yeah, I was, it was just me and my little sister in Mexico. My parents stayed here, but yeah, um, my whole life I've been in, I've been in Tennessee. My, my parents though, they originally came from California. Okay. Yeah. So this day I told them, I'm like, you guys should have stayed in Cali. Cause if y'all stayed in Cali and knowing how good I am in airsoft right now, SYG would have picked me up. <laughs> <laughs> still might happen, man. I mean, you're still young. Yeah. You know? Once you get out on your own and everything, you know, you could, uh, get with a team like that. I heard, yeah. um, there was another team that I've heard of a lot about too. I think they're out on the West coast. Murder Inc. Murder Inc. Yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, so those are, yeah. LTD, SYG, Murder Inc. Uh, and then, you know, of course I've been watching the, uh, the rankings from the CSL tournaments yeah now have you have you played in any of those no i haven't okay not. yeah it's, planning uh, to, though. okay because mm-hmm. i haven't seen too many rankings like uh you know these um event holders that that do the ranking stuff like uh you know the post about it yeah i guess the one um who's the group that posts like the the uh where syg plays tournaments for is that Speed QB? 
Uh, is that the West Coast? I, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure. The group that plays for this YG? No, the uh, the one you know how like CSL out here mm-hmm. on the west or on the east coast does uh, they hold tournaments and then you know other groups or whatever hold tournaments. Yeah. Um, who uh, who does the ones on the west coast? Oh, SpeedQB. Oh, SpeedQB. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've been asking a lot about it because a lot of people I've talked with recently uh, mm. all play SpeedQB. And yeah. I really wasn't, you know, into watching it or learning about it too much, but just because I didn't know too much about it, uh, you know, last year when I first started doing these uh, these podcasts. So yeah. lately, in the last few months, all these different people I'm talking with play SpeedQB and I started mm-hmm. looking, they would tell me about stuff like, oh, SYG and Murder Inc. and then SpeedQB and uh, CSL, all these places that hold tournaments or whatever, and, or, you know, groups or companies or whatever, you know, that host tournaments. And uh, and so I'm watching all these, you know, gameplay, whatever I can find. And I'm looking at these rankings yeah. and stuff. It's, uh, it's exciting to me to see all these uh, different teams and, you know, how they play and shit like that. And, uh, I follow some of the paintball stuff as well because um, it's real yeah. similar, you know, as far as the gameplay style. And mm. um, from what I see, anyway, from the videos, you know, I'm not sure yeah. about how it is on the field, you know, with teams and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been really interesting to me to see all these different uh, speed QB stuff. But, uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. It looks cool as hell. Yeah. Fine. Have, <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you uh, – have you guys ever uh, thought about doing like the woodland stuff or milsim type of thing or whatever? Yeah. Um, actually, this November, a few of my teammates and I, we're going to go to milsim. So that, that's going to be fun. We're, we're getting into more of that side just because it's something different and it's, it's just fun. Right. Mix yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, those are um, big commitments, man. They're like with the tickets or more, you got to have all oh, this yeah. gear, you know, it's a three day thing. Like sometimes, you know, a lot of times you have to travel and sleeping on the field. All that stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that ticket, um, I bought for that. Nelson, it was two fifty, and that just blew my mind. God damn. Dude. Oh, expensive. I think the one for, there's there's one recently just um i think it's next weekend or something but uh anyway there's one uh here either it just happened a little bit ago or it's coming up one of these events Mm. i've heard about i've heard about a ton of uh, milsim events recently but um one of them was the i think the ticket was like 370 bucks uh (laughs) because the uh area you know the the field they're playing on is is huge and um I was like, damn, bro. Like, I think that's why you get, you know, and there's still, the, the thing is, there's still like 700 people that go to these events, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to cost a shit ton of money to rent that whole field. Because yeah. most of these fields that the, the Milsims are at are actual government training, you know, institutions or whatever, like uh, facilities, you know, where the FBI trains there, some of the, 
special forces stuff and military yeah. police or whatever, you know, so I'm sure they're pretty expensive. Mm. So do you have gear? You already have all your gear yeah. for the Milsim? Um, yeah, I'm just missing a couple of things. Uh, I do need to get radio, some new headsets, because the ones I have, they're just for looks and shit, but I want some working ones. I don't yeah. like grenades at all. I fucking hate them. I'll throw them <laughs> at other people, but I don't like it when they get thrown at me. <laughs> um, I have a LBX plate carrier, which is cool because like it, you could actually use it for like a real scenario, which I, I think it's fucking cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just need a radio. I need to fix my M4, and I mean, that's about it. I don't really need too much. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, a lot of these uh, events like that. The milsims you have, um, you have to have the right uniform. You have to have certain gear yeah. or whatever. You know, it's uh, it can be a lot. I remember uh, I was just talking with somebody like a couple weeks ago, and they said, "I've never been to a milsim." My buddy was talking about go, you know, wanting me to go, and uh, he was like, "I don't have any gear, like nothing." Yeah, because uh, he plays indoor. And, uh, mm-hmm. he's like, and the, and the thing was like in a month, he's like, so his buddy was like, yeah, buy the ticket and then get all the gear. And he looked up the ticket was like, you know what you said, like 250 bucks. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, and then, you know, he has to buy the uniform. He didn't have camis. He didn't have, you know, yeah. he- helmet and like nothing, no chest plate, no fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so he started looking all this shit up. He's like, I'm not dropping like 1200 bucks right now for, to go yeah. to a three day event. <laughs> That shit you know, adds up a lot of time. Quick. It does. It's a big commitment. Yeah, especially with people wanting to get the real thing too, it just makes yeah. it more expensive. It's, but I don't know if you heard about like the mini maps that cost like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Bro, I talked. Yeah. I did a podcast with a guy. Uh, his name's Josh, but he goes uh, his Instagram is yeah, Josh. Guy. You know him. Yeah. You know Josh. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah he's out in your homie. area, dude. Yeah. He is big on the fucking <laughs> mini maps, bro. He was the first one to tell me about him. He says something about it during the podcast, and I go, "What a mini?" I'm literally thinking <laughs> like a video game, you know, like a mini map thing. I'm like, "What now?" Yeah. He's like, "No," because you know, I think a lot of people that talk to me, they you know, they know I was in the military. They think uh, I know all this newer military gear. I'm like, "Fuck no, bro." We. I was I went in in '89. Okay, I'm old as shit. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. We didn't have any of that fucking gear, and um, so he's like, yeah. So he was showing me some of the stuff on the podcast, yeah. and he's like, yeah, this, you know, and so, uh, and that's where he told me about how his Instagram name came up. You know, Cry or whatever was the some brand or whatever, and he's like, yeah, these mini maps, yeah. man. Sometimes they go for like 500 bucks. I'm like, holy shit, dude. You know, yeah. different styles and or camis, you know, whatever patterns, I guess. Um, yeah, personally, I wouldn't drop that much money on a mini map when I can just have one for $30. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, especially I, like, if... Yeah, go ahead. Like, they're... Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. They're cool and shit, but, like, it's just... I wouldn't drop that much money on them. Uh-uh. Well, I was going to say, too, like, uh, if it's somebody's first milsim and mm. they're not really sure if they're going to like it or not like don't you don't need to get the real stuff like you can if you have the money and you can do it you can get yeah. the real stuff you know like a real chest rig or you know 
uh, the, the high, high rated ones or whatever, you know, that's, that's going to last your, your whole life, you know? Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, they're, they're super well-made, but mm. if you're not, if you don't have the money for that and you're kind of doing it on a budget and you, you don't really know if you want to play meal Sims all the time, just get the, sh the cheap shit, man. Like I know yeah. somebody's going to hate me for saying this, but I'm, I, I would just get the cheap shit. Like, Okay, so it breaks over the weekend, or one of the straps. I mean, the whole thing ain't gonna fall apart. Yeah, uh, yeah. You might have one things, you know, rip or break or whatever. But um, now your pants definitely get some pants that fit right and that won't yeah. rip. Those things, because if they rip, if you rip the crotch out the first uh, two hours of the game, and you got two more days to go in that field, uh, you're not <laughs> in the woods. You're fucked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to yeah, have some fucking ants crawling up your crotch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With my helmet set up, um, I like how it looks. It's dope as fuck. And a lot of people are surprised that it's like a, it's just a simple Amazon helmet. Yeah. Literally $45 and it works just like if I were to get a $200 one. Oh, but yeah, sure. it's not, it's not going to be the same quality. It's not going to be like an actual like you know like a helmet actually protects you but mm -hmm. i mean just for airsoft like, i could give a fuck you know yeah uh, airsoft bb ain't gonna penetrate that thing okay yeah yeah these guys <laughs> they bought uh the cheapest helmets they could get when they first started going to the mill sim and i'm gonna tell you that the biggest difference was the um the inside so mm -hmm. like the the webbing inside you know that fits on your head like how it fits on your head uh, yeah. The structural part of it, it, it you know, airsoft, you're not going to break it unless you fall head first on a rock or something. Yeah. Uh, it'll still protect you from that. But it's, uh, it, it was the, like how comfortable it is from the straps mm -hmm. on the inside. And they would get them and they yeah. would try them out. They'd wear them, you know, they'd sit on their computer playing a game or something and wear it for like an hour. Cause I would tell them like, Hey, don't buy something new. Like break it in first. Don't buy new yeah. boots that you've never worn before, and then go to a three-day mill sim. You'll be fucking in pain. I promise you. You'll have blisters. It'll be you yeah. know, sore. It'll be horrible. Uh, break in whatever you get. Get it. You know, a couple weeks at, at least a couple weeks before, and try to wear it. Uh, yeah. bit, you know, your helmet. Get used to wearing it. Put it on for an hour a day or whatever. Uh, you know, and so you can figure out. Hey, this strap kind of rubs right here or whatever they had to buy like little um velcro pads and stuff you know there were like pads that had velcro on the back that yeah. stick in there uh and then you know kind of make it fit right and some of them the straps like uh if it came down like they were trying to wear these full seal goggles and mm -hmm. the helmet would come down it wouldn't sit high enough so it would kind of rub on there it would push their goggles down in front so those yeah. are the little things about the helmet you don't have to have a brand you know a uh, uh, military grade, whatever, uh, helmet, mm. but you definitely want to get it set up right before you start jogging on the field with all your shit on yeah. It's things like, you know, hitting you in the, in the goggles. <laughs> like if you can't see bro, you're fucked. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a cheap one. Yeah. So you got, uh, so what, what do you, are you planning on running, uh, Kind of heavy at the mill sim? No, no, not not really. Um, I'm not going to run too much. Just a sidearm and M4, about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and then, maybe a couple couple grenades, but 
Yeah. And then a backpack and a... <clears throat> yeah, um, my my play carrier has a, a, a mini map. It's not a real one, but you know, it still works the same. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Joshy, don't judge, okay? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, those are those are nice because they they're compact. They're small. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. Big. That's yeah. Good. I all I all I need is um, there is like a uniform requirement, and uh, I'm on green team. I don't like green, but. I have to wear green, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. yeah, you guys, uh, your uniforms, your Slaughter Gang ones, they're uh, yeah. it's all black, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually like, when what, I play outdoor, I, yeah, black and red. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like just for outdoor, I always run black. Like I, I don't, I don't care how hot it is. I, I'm, I'm gonna wear black. <laughs> yep. I hear you. Well, it looks cool. It's, I mean, black yeah. is a, black uniforms are tactical. They're, mm-hmm. they're the tactical uniforms. That's what uh, you know. When we were in the military, if you saw old videos or something like that of you know military guys wearing black, you knew they were like some kind of special forces or CIA, yeah. you know, undercover shit, whatever, like secret, you know, yeah. dark forces or whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they always look cool yeah. as shit. Yeah. So what um what uh what kind of tournaments you guys have coming up for um for SpeedQB stuff? Um so this Sunday there there's like just a little tournament going on in Kentucky. I don't really know too much about it cuz it's kind of a last minute thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um but I do know it's a 3v3. It's outdoor with like like paintball inflatables. So, okay. yeah, we have that. Um, we're just bringing one team. So, so there's that. And then there's the, there's the regionals at SS Airsoft being hosted by Speaky B. Um, oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know if my team is going to go to the Tampa one. But either way, I'm still going to it because I do play with HSA. I'm kind of like, like a travel player for them. So oh, whenever okay. my... Yeah, whenever my team doesn't play, I play with them if they end up going somewhere where I can go. But either way, whoever goes, I'm going to be at Tampa for the regionals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just talked to uh, Houdini. Um, Yeah. You said HSA. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, he's the fucking homie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So you said SS Airsoft. Yeah, and Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, I was just there mm-hmm. uh, last weekend for the uh, Call of Duty event. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I wish I went to that. Yeah, dude, that's, that's that sounds cool. fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. A lot of lot of yeah. cool people there. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of a Gorilla Gun Club team? Yes, I I actually have. Yeah. Okay, they're fairly new. I yeah, I I actually I remember hearing and seeing about them when they like first started. I was just like checking them out. I'm like, oh, it's a cool, cool group. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast with one of their teammates um, sometime here soon. Uh, yeah. Or a second one of their teammates. I already did one with uh, uh, with the guy that started it. Um, yeah. You know, like last week, I think. So, 
and he was telling me about it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. But yeah, they're in Georgia. They're in Georgia. And they were at the, at the Sarasoff. We went down there. We saw, you know, a handful of people, different teams yeah. and stuff down there. Uh, yeah, dude. So yeah. have you guys been to SS before to play? Yeah. Yeah, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, so it's, a, know, it's a fun place. Yeah, it looks cool as hell. You know, we went in and watched. Mm-hmm. We were in that little viewing booth or whatever. And watch yeah. some of the games going on. But, uh, so do you know Spooky and Sandy Cheeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cause Nick, he play he likes to do 1v1s as well. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever, ever had a chance to play against each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have. Nice. We, we kind of know what happened to him. You know, I don't. I don't think I got to say what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. What happened? You won. Yeah, yeah, I won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, yeah. you better up your game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude, though. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a he was in the Marines as well. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fucking dope. Yeah, I had him, uh, so I had Spooky on the podcast, you know, Alexis, yeah. and then, uh, like, a while ago, and then uh, then I had Nick on, like, a couple weeks later, and so we yeah. were talking about it, and, uh, yeah, he was in the tank division uh, when he was in, so, yeah, it's cool. Oh, uh, it's fucking awesome. And then, you know, Houdini, he was in. in the yeah, division. Houdini, too. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's cool, man. It's like all these people in the Marines, I'm just like, this gotta be a fine, bro. Has to be. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, man. That's cool, dude. Well, it sounds like you got a lot going on, man. It's, uh, I, I, I'm telling you, bro. I was like, when I, after like the fourth or fifth person mentioned your name, yeah. uh, I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta reach out to this guy and get him on the podcast because, uh, yeah. I've heard nothing but good about your gameplay and how aggressive you are and how good you are with the one v ones and uh, apparently mm. with one v everybody that's left. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. that is cool as shit. Now, do you have uh, videos on? Because I see on your pictures on Instagram, you have you're always wearing a GoPro. Do you have uh, videos on? Uh, do you guys have a YouTube or something that you know you post some gameplay? Yeah, I I have a YouTube. We also have a team YouTube. It's just we haven't posted on there. Same thing with mine. I, I haven't posted on there just because yeah. Instagram is more of my main platform. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, um, I, I am I am gonna start posting more on there. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I'd like to see those, man. Like the uh, you know, where you take out the whole team and stuff like that. I just saw somebody post yesterday or today, uh, mm-hmm. like the f- final. This, uh, it was, somebody was filming, there was 1v1, I don't know if it was, if it started out with a full team on each side, or if it ended, you know, how it ended up, or uh, if it was, yeah. or, you know, if it was just a 1v1 match, but the one guy was like, kept peeking around the the thing, whatever, well, the guy, he he didn't know the guy had left the the barricade, or whatever, you know, the obstacle, and when it came around behind him, and jumped, did like a jump shot, jumped up over mm-hmm. and shot down, on him and uh <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of like a 
a funny thing. You know, this person put this yeah. uh, little thing like this happens when whatever, you know, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch those kind of end uh, plays, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You have to check out your uh, your videos on there. I saw a few. Yeah, I I have on my YouTube. Um, I have one of the one of my OG videos. There, it's not the best, you know, like montages because it was when I was starting out. Mm-hmm. But like you can kind of see like the progression I go through. Okay. Yeah, and I I I do have one. I do have one video on there where it literally like. It was just like a, it was like Speaky B night at Nashville Airsoft, and it was just three people, including me. And I was like, okay, you two against me. Literally, that's how we played all day. Like, um, back then, especially like, uh, especially a lot back then, I would, for practice, I would always like play by myself against more than one person on the opposite team. Oh, okay. And I, I just keep doing it just so I'm always, you know, aware of my surroundings. Right. And just doing that, I was able to pull off those, like, 1v, however many people there was left. Yeah. And it, it, it helps a lot, too, because it gets you used to being uh, under a lot of pressure. Yeah, outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah, so you're always, you know, sticking and moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to good way to play, you know, like hanging back in one spot, especially with Speed QB from the videos I've seen, man, it's not you know, it's not really good to stay behind one spot because you you can't always watch and see where somebody else is going. It looks yeah. like uh and just like that video I was talking about that, you know, that I saw today, somebody's gonna you're gonna think they're still over there and they're already behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I don't really move a lot like other players do. Mm. I don't know if you like seeing that. Like most of the time I, I stay in one spot. And I oh, just shit. I I just wait for somebody to make a mistake and I'll catch on to that. Like uh, that one V four that I recently posted. Yeah. I was I was outnumbered by four people and I should have moved, but I didn't just because I know they were going to make a wrong mistake or a wrong step. Mm-hmm. And I was able to catch them off guard because I'm not the type to just stay there and be behind my barrier and just, just like stay there and not looking. I'm always constantly looking. I'm either like peeking each side. Mm. I'm just, I'm just peeking in all different directions. Like I would, I would even like just jump up just to see sometimes yeah. if I think I can like hit a jump shot, I'll, I'll take my chances. Oh, but shit. I'm always looking. I'm never just staying back for like, not even for like two seconds. I make sure that right. I'm always keeping my eye on it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to be. Well, obviously it works because yeah. uh, <laughs> everyone I've talked with, like I said, is, uh, you know, knows your, uh, your, your reputation on the field. So yeah, that's cool, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just like, it's crazy to think about it because a lot of people think that I'm on my, I'm in my prime, but I'm really just getting started. Right. For like, I'm still 17, which is fucking crazy to be at this level already. 
Oh yeah. I, I just can't imagine where I'm gonna be when I'm in like like early twenties. So. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah, with more experience. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool, dude. Well, that'll be yeah. uh, you know, hopefully by then they will have a uh, a national airsoft ranking system. Yeah. Uh, and a national airsoft tournament, you know, kind of like the Super Bowl of airsoft, and like uh, paintball too. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll have that by the time you know in the next couple of years where. Um, we'll all see, you know, number one, who's the best team, you know, a speed QB team in America. And then who's the best players, you know, because I would like to see, I was talking with somebody recently about, and I've talked a few times about this or asked about it, uh, the national ranking system and, you know, when, when do people think it's going to start when, you know, it's gotta, somebody has got to do it. And then, um, so we know who the best team in, in America is. <laughs> and then yeah. uh uh and then who is the best player, you know. So since they do have these one v one tournaments, uh who would be the best, you know, whatever out of fifty players, you know, who's the who rose yeah. to the top and uh whatever. So that'd be cool to see. Mm, yeah. Most definitely Hell yeah. Awesome, man. Well, bro, thank you so much for coming on here. It's uh, it's really good to meet you. Yeah, bro. I, I appreciate you having me here. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. So, uh, this is, I think, uh, I think this is like my second podcast that I've ever done. Okay. And so far, it's my favorite one, even though it's only oh, my second. Oh, thanks, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I, I'm, when I invite people on here, I'm legit uh genuinely interested in finding out about how they got an airsoft and what they like to do you know on the field yeah. like a, you know what kind of game style and gameplay or whatever like uh it's it's very interesting to me um yeah. so and i just talk to you the same way i would if if we met in re- in real life like if we met in person yeah. uh this is pretty much how it would go you know like um so yeah i i appreciate you man yeah, yeah, appreciate it, bro. Especially, I I really don't talk a lot, so for okay. me to come on here and like actually have a conversation with you that that means that means a lot. Cause oh shit, usually I don't I don't talk this much. I'm not really talkative like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad, dude. I'm glad uh, you felt good and you know comfortable enough to to be on here. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, listen, bro. Uh, I appreciate it. Where can people find you on uh, online? Um, Instagram sg sg dot cujo dot seventeen. Um, I also have a YouTube. It's dry as fuck right now, but I mean, there's still videos on there. <laughs> it's El Cujo E L well capital E L Cujo. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome, man. I'll tag those in the uh, in the description as well. So, yeah, bro, appreciate that. Yeah. Well, everybody listen, uh, whoever's going to watch and listen to this, go follow this guy. Uh, definitely keep an eye on this guy because uh, up and coming, top of the tier one uh, <laughs> operator in SpeedQB. <laughs> Hell yeah. I look forward to yeah. uh, seeing you grow and uh, and seeing you know what, what comes in, in the near future with uh, with your tournament play. 
Yeah. Appreciate that, bro. It means a lot. All right, man. You have a good night, brother. You too, bro. Yeah.